You're back. You're ready to heal. I'm Chris, and this is the Save Your Soul podcast, where we observe and navigate healing in phases through intentional conversations centered around living, wellness, and spirituality. As you continue to listen, I hope that you are cleansed, centered, and empowered. Get what you need and be. On whether I'd tell this story. I didn't really think I had one to tell, but every experience is for a reason. And I think someone once said that your story isn't for you, it's for someone else. But this one, I'm still wondering if I should tell the story. Here's the truth. I knew early on when I met this man that something wasn't right. Not immediately, but soon after I'd contacted him for guidance into a particular African tradition, I knew. I'd been working around the Ile as an Aberisha for a few weeks, and even though I hadn't undergone my own ceremony, which meant I could not call myself a child of Arisha yet, I was able to help out as well as attend rituals and celebrations. Within certain limits, of course. We just completed the work for a young woman I never met before. A daughter of Oya. After her naming ceremony and after we broke bread, everyone was sitting on the couch in communion. We laughed, presented gifts, and talked like black folks do when they don't want to go home. This feeling was familiar Like when the pastor of the Baptist church says there will be refreshments in the foyer after service and you walk in knowing you get to spend some extra time with your play cousins over green beans, potato salad, fried chicken, a sweet roll, and off-brand canned soda. It felt like knowing your mama was going to be talking too long and not even tripping because you could play outside in your church clothes and not get in trouble. On the couch... My soon-to-be godfather called me into the shrine room to ask, or maybe I should say suggest, that I become an official Omorisha at his Ile. Knowing the financial exchange this entailed, I immediately felt that this had more to do with money than nudging me further along the path that I'd already committed to. I'd only been there a little over a month, so no, I wasn't dragging my feet here. I needed more time. Not to get the money, but to be sure I was making the right decision. Still, the pressure had been applied. Within a few more weeks, I became an Omorisha, receiving my full set of Ileke and my new Yoruba name. I was proud. Several things confirmed that I had made one of the biggest mistakes in my spiritual journey. I denied the guidance of my Ori. Over time... I saw more and more of just how flawed this man was. Unwilling to face the truth and make a change, I chose to compartmentalize the man from the work. And so I continued to show up at the Ile, pouring of my ashe bit by bit in the name of this tradition and the fulfillment of shrine duty in the sacred oath I'd made. On the inside, I knew better. 
Amidst the continual unethical practices, the shit finally hit the fan when accusations arose that were too heinous to ignore. Even for me. I'd heard what happened, and after hearing his side, we both agreed I'd step away from the Elay for a while. I'd been given four weeks to sort out my thoughts and feelings, a month to decide if I should stay, silence my intuition, and turn the other cheek. If I stayed, I could move to the next level in my spiritual path and Ephire Risha. If I lift, things would be placed on hold. No. That was the final answer. I knew deep down my spirit did not align with this man and that I'd be doing myself more harm than good if I stayed connected to his energy. After making my decision known, I began to experience a series of unfortunate events and after a while of that happening, the thought crossed my mind that this person might have thrown something at me. Had I been hexed or am I being paranoid? Nah. I knew what kind of things they'd done before when they felt someone had wronged them. And I was no exemption. I thought of all I'd done to help them build and just how much of my ashe had been given to them. This man couldn't possibly have a hold on me if his ashe came from me. His ashe came from those of us who stood beside him. And if I gave it to him, I could take it back. So I chose to take back my power. I realized the transference of energy and got to work in the roots. I got to singing the songs, talking to my dead and uncrossing. It was that easy. As soon as I remembered just how powerful I was, I stopped giving attention to those who were left powerless without me. I cut the cord once and for all and lit a candle opening the roads again for me to reclaim that which was stolen from me. This I say, just like this joy that I have, that man didn't give it to me, so he damn sure can't take it away. The Sage Your Soul podcast is written and divinely curated by me, Chris, and is produced and engineered by Marcel Primes. If you've been positively impacted by my work here on the podcast or through any of my other offerings elsewhere and would like to further support the content, you can now do so. I've created a space for us called the Conjure Coven on Patreon. Patreon is a way for you to consistently support in a monetary way. With Patreon, you'll receive even more from me, thus keeping the exchange of abundance flowing. You can sign up for a tier that works for you and receive offerings such as exclusive content, early access to all releases on products from my shop at sageosoul.com, early access to my offerings, writings, random giveaways, and lastly, the opportunity to learn all about hoodoo, ATRs, and other aspects of spirituality, all of which are only provided in the Patreon community. You can also pour into the podcast with a love offering via Cash App, Venmo, or PayPal. All the links are in the episode description. Lastly, you may even lend your voice and influence as an offering by sharing the podcast and its content on all social media channels with your folks in conversation. Be sure to tag me at sage.yo.soul and at Conjure Chris on Instagram and Twitter. 
This kind of support is valuable and highly appreciated as it furthers our reach and enables us to keep providing you with amazing content. Now, back to the show. Spirit put this message on my heart for this episode, and after jotting it down with a few bullet points, I started noticing a consistent energy around reclamation of power everywhere on the socials, and that's how I knew we needed this. So I don't know who this is for, pero (laughs) y'all about to get this work, um, But telling that story was very difficult because in true Torian nature, I'm very much so a loyal person. Um, Not saying that telling a story makes me disloyal, but, you know, that's how a lot of us silence ourselves because we misconstrue, um, like, parts of our personality with our identity and our worth. Um, But originally when I wrote it, I tried to blanket the situation as much as I could. And it just was super whack. (laughs) Like I couldn't, I couldn't tell the story without telling the story. And so, um, I try my best to tell it with grace, but also be true. And so, um, the episode, this episode is about, um, how we hand over our power, how we forget who we really are, and then also how we reclaim that power. Um, so how do we forget who we are? You know, how do we end up handing over our power or forgetting our power? And I say forget our power because I don't feel like we lose our power. Why? Y'all know I've been churchy. I just thought about the, the, what's that song? The blood. (laughs) It will never lose its power. Listen, no. I was about to sing, but I'm not. But yeah, we can't lose our power, I don't believe. We may misplace it, but it isn't lost forever. Nobody can take your power unless you give it to them. So if if we end up misplacing our power, That must mean that we, in some way, are mingling or exchanging energy with low vibrational entities, right? So then you need to ask yourself, we have to ask ourselves, are, am I linked to the right people? Are your relationships of service to your spirit first 
and your physical, your body, your human self, and your divine purpose. And you'll know this by looking at how you feel when you're around people and by the interest or lack thereof in your exchanges with them. Like, I want to say gossip is a low vibration, right? But I feel like gossip is only low vibrational if you feel like it's low vibrational. And if the other parties involved in the gossiping feel like it's low vibrational as well. Like it's a, we have to kind of like, the people that are in the vibration, exchanging energy, have to kind of agree. Or maybe not, right? Maybe one person can feel like it's low vibrational and the other one doesn't. But I can't say it's low vibrational to you if you don't feel that way. It's low vibrational for me. Which brings me to a quote that I saw on Instagram. And it says, surround yourself with people who talk about visions and ideas, not people. Never underestimate the impacts of your environment. Plant yourself in rich soil. Not having a understanding that we are gods, kings, queens, goddesses, um, what have you. Not having that understanding that we are powerful is how we forget who we are and forget our power. When you don't know who you are, you create room for somebody else to tell you who you are. And as I say, use the word God and goddess. I got a lot of folks that's going to feel me. That's how we roll, right? But then there are some folk who listen to this, who listen to my podcast, who are heavily that, (laughs) They cringe at the idea of me calling them God, of being a God, of saying, I am God, I am a God, I am a goddess. And why is that? What is so crazy about you being a God? I know that there are teachings that say there is only one God, but depending on how you slice it, there are multiples. So why couldn't you be one? The reason why, a reason why, is because colonizing the mind and us, and also um, what I kind of just said, misconstrued religious teachings. I remember being in Whole Foods once, um, maybe about a year ago, or maybe longer, I don't know. But I was in Whole Foods, and I have this shirt. Y'all probably have seen it. It's a very popular shirt. Um, This says, I met God, and she's black. I loved that shirt. Like, I bought it instantly when I saw it. Um, But that phrase, I I met God, and she's black, first of all, is telling someone that, number one, God is a woman. And two, God is black. 
that's problematic for a lot of people. Both of those things is problematic for a lot of people. And so I walk around here just getting my little uh, groceries in the Whole Foods. It was a lady that clearly worked there coming from the back. And she like walked toward me, but just had this disgusting look on her face. Like, and she was like, mm. and she said something under her breath, but I didn't catch it. And I just laughed because I was like, oh, that bothered you, baby. You mad. <laughs> you big mad. <laughs> I love instigating shit like that because it's like, come on, let's talk about it. You couldn't even see yourself because she was, I don't know if I said this already, but she was, in fact, an elder black woman. So you can't see yourself. They got you that messed up that you can't see yourself as a guy. Oh, no, baby. Um, but yeah, it's the colonization of the minds of black folks and the misconstrued religious teachings. Again, the colonization. Did you wonder why nothing works or why you haven't overcome certain things? Your vision, your view of who you are is, is wrong. It's not true. You don't believe you have power because we believe we do believe that God, a higher source has power. And I do, too. There is a God. I do believe that. Um, But however, you don't believe that that power can be within you. Another way that we um, hand over our power, forget our power um, is. By not asking for what we need and desire. Also known as silencing yourself. Um, I can attest to this in like romantic relationships. I may have spoken about this on another episode, a previous episode. But that's an area that sis had an issue in. Like I would literally, I got so used to not receiving what I wanted from men that I stopped asking in order to not be let down. However, this ain't that. Who I may be with now is not who I was with 10 years ago. Like Brian ain't James (laughs) not asking for what you need keeps you from receiving and not receiving keeps you from feeling like you have access to your power I'm gonna let that one sit that was good I'm gonna say it again did y'all catch that Not asking for what you need keeps you from receiving and not receiving keeps you from feeling like you have access to power. If you don't get anything based on your efforts or lack thereof, based on existing even, you feel like I must be doing something wrong or good things don't happen for me or to me. When really all you got to do is open up your mouth and ask. And there you go. 
There's so many things that I received simply by asking for them. Even if I didn't receive it, even a lot of the times it is immediate. But even if it's not immediate, I get it later. Another way is um, letting other people tell you who you are or or not so much letting them, but um, when other people tell you who you are, you know, I think about childhood programming when it comes to this. And again, history is told by white people. This... um, this is where the individual journey comes in. Like as adolescents, we receive programming. A lot of us receive certain programming from like afflicted adults that tells us a false narrative about who we are and who we'll become. And because we're young and we aren't able to practice autonomy, we're impressionable. We believe that shit. Like, yo, mama who didn't live out her fullest potential and is mad at herself and probably everybody else because some folks don't like to take accountability. But your mama feels like she didn't amount to who she wanted to be. So she comes and she starts telling you that you ain't going to never be nothing. And because you just a baby, you just six, you just seven, you just eight, nine, whatever. Whatever mama said is law. So you start to believe that. And then our young adult years or whenever you begin to, you know, have a shift in consciousness, your young adult years are spent undoing that programming. And for a lot of us, we never even really get to undo it. A lot of people remain stuck. The same thing happens or the same thing applies in reference to um, the history or the, the enslavement of African folks, African people, um, like that portion of history, right? Like a lot of us didn't know that we was kings and queens until we got grown. Our history as told by white folks, our history started with slavery and we are not that. We were not slaves. We were enslaved. There's a difference. And there was life before enslavement. There was religion and tradition and like other indigenous practices prior to that shit. But because someone imprinted upon your mind at a very early age and the fucking Y'all made me cuss. In the public school system, that this is what you went through. This is what happened to your people. This is who you are. You still end up being enslaved. 
in the mind, by yourself, by the systems that are put in place to keep us behind. If you don't know your true history, then slavery becomes your history. I feel like we should definitely give our ancestors much more credit than that. Much more reverence and honor than that. Like, to be honest, I want to apologize to you for having to even undergo or have that experience. Because I know you wouldn't on that. I know that was beneath you. I know you suffered. I know they suffered. So I apologize. Like, I'm sorry you had to go through that. However, who were you before that? How, who were my people? How, what did my people do? What were my people like before that? What am I like without that? I'm sure there's a number of other ways that we lose our power, but um, we're gonna keep it. We're gonna keep it cute. So, how do you call your power back? Um, I feel like firstly you can do this in ritual. Y'all know a girl loves a good ritual, and for some reason I felt guided to look at the definition of ritual. So, ritual by definition is a religious or solemn ceremony. Consistent of a series of actions performed according to a prescribed order. It's also a series of actions or type of behavior regularly and invariably followed by someone. What that says is do things with consistency. That's what I heard. I don't know what y'all heard, but do things with consistency. Rituals need ritual. But you could do you a little cute ritual, which I have for you guys at the end of the episode if you want to partake. But rituals, you know, do a little thing, shake some stuff up, remove some stuff, uncross, cut the cord, bind a nigga. Another way that's a little bit more, um, what's the word? Um, I don't want to give it a, I don't want to give it something that's going to further perpetuate the demonization of, um, African traditions. So I'm just going to say something else that may feel better for a lot of folks is prayer. I talk about prayer a lot these days, but prayer Ask for help. One of the ways I like to do this is through song. And the song that comes to mind is Victory is Mine. Like, if you believe that um, there is a Satan, <laughs> then that's fine. But that song literally says, Victory is mine. I told Satan to get thee behind. Like, get behind me, Satan. 
down on somewhere because victory is mine. Like sing that. Sing it, whatever song that comes to your spirit. But pray, ask for help. Usually when we sing, we are stomping and or clapping or dancing of some some sort. But usually, I, you know, coming from a, a black Baptist church background, baby, we, we love a good, a good shoulder lean and a good clap. And so when you clap, like in the spirit, clapping, it's not just about the beat. It's not about the music. It is, um, it is a transference of energy, putting like you're putting energy into the atmosphere. You are waking up your, you are summoning your spirits. That's what's, what you're doing. You are summoning the spirits with your, with your sounds. So if you, you know, if you don't know what to pray, sing a song. Um, another way to call your power back is in practice. Practice operating in your power daily. Maybe ask yourself, and what are the three ways that I could uh, exude like, like big power? I was going to say big pussy energy. <laughs> what ways can I show up in in power, in my full power, in my big power. Like practice operating in your power daily. Aim to do things in a way that make you feel empowered. It can be a it can be um consistently doing something to strengthen your power muscle. So maybe working out makes you feel empowered. Maybe um. What I'm trying to think of another thing. Maybe um dancing makes you feel empowered. You know, maybe empowering others helps you to feel empowered. But whatever it is, do it consistently. When we witness our own elevation and strength, we are likely to own our power. Another way... Is by expressing gratitude for your strengths and recognizing those things as power. Another way is through fasting. Fasting eliminates distractions so that you can hear and know the truth. Like, I don't know no other thing other than childbirth. Y'all know I'm a mama, I'm going to keep it a book. But I don't know too many things that prove how strong an individual really is like starving yourself. <laughs> if you can go without food, that's the kind of fasting I'm talking about. I don't know because a lot, you know, I ain't going to judge because, yeah, yeah, we all in different places. You know, because you can fast from anything. I'm aware. You can fast from sex. You can fast from alcohol, you know, whatever. But I'm talking about fasting from everything. You ain't doing nothing but sitting in the house with your thoughts. Moving slow. Because you ain't ate nothing for days. <laughs> if nothing else can show you how strong you really are, fasting is the one. I always say turn down your plates. 
If the vessel is empty, it can be filled by the spirit. Ain't no spirit finna come and possess. I shouldn't say possess y'all. I don't like that word. Ain't no spirit finna come and take over no dirty vessel. No filthy vessel. No clogged up, backed up vessel. <laughs> I'm having fun. I'm sorry. But the spirit don't, like, it's it, it doesn't really go that way. Not And I'm not just speaking from... Off the top of my head, I'm speaking from experience. I'm speaking from my studies. Y'all know, like, before I even got deep into the spiritual aspect of my work, I was very much so into the health and wellness nutrition side of it. Like, I was vegan first. So, look it up. Look up the benefits of fasting. But that's one way you can also call your power back. Another way is similar to that one, but in stillness and silence. Get somewhere and sit down and be quiet. You literally can feel your power returning to you if you just be still. Also, you can simply call or will your power back to you. Now, this is a true test of your faith and belief in yourself and a higher power. Because all you have to do is command that your power be returned to you and it will be. Now, you can't go out here commanding and you don't and not believe. Like, it's much like manifestation. It is. You are bringing forth something that you want to see in your life. If you doubt it, it is not going to happen. But if you truly believe that you have the power, which is what we're trying to get you to do, to receive your power, to recognize your power, to call it back to you, to stand in your power. If you really believe that, hey, I got the power or, hey, I don't have it right now, but God got it. Then just ask for it. Will it back in? So I already said that I had an offering for you all um, in terms of a little ritual to reclaim your power. So here's the part where you definitely would like to, well, actually you should have um, been writing this whole time. My desire for you is to have a, a book of, uh, notes from the Sage of Soul podcast, but, um, yeah, here's a ritual that I divined from spirit, um, specifically for y'all. This is not something that I saw online and that I read in a book. Spirit just was like, yo, write this down. So now I need you to write it down. And if you feel guided, if you feel like you are lacking in your power, you're not standing in your proper power and operating fully in your power, knowing who you are, then you, I would implore you to do this ritual. For those who are in a space where they need to call their power back to them. I want for you to get one blue candle. 
and a bowl of water. Blue is the color of peace. And so you, if you are imbalanced, if you are not in your power, if you are experiencing discontent, um, you cannot be at peace. So we want to call peace back into our lives. We want to have um, a calmness in our lives. And a blue candle is a great way to um, bring that in. The bowl of water is used for a number of things. But here I'm going to say that um, the water absorbs the negative energies. Um it's also peaceful, right? Water is very soothing and peaceful. People, a lot of people go to the water to be at peace, to just relax and refresh and renew. So water is also refreshing. Um, it's soothing. It's, um, it's very, it's a spiritual thing. The spirits love water. We keep water on the altar. Um, in Ifa, we call it Omitutu. Grab um, some frankincense oil some frankincense essential oil and um, anoint your hands your feet your womb center for men your sacral chakra and your throat your temples and your third eye and also your crown the top of your head you're going to uh, put some uh, frankincense oil on all of those places and then um you can also put a few drops of frankincense oil into your bath water and, um, you know, say a little prayer before you get in for added benefit. So you can bless the bath. You do not, you look, I am telling you as a, as a conjure woman who, um, works the roots, who does conjure work who do work and offers baths as a, um, a item in my shop. You don't have to get that. If you don't feel led to get that, you could speak life into your bath yourself through prayer or affirmation or what have you and throw some oils in there or whatever else you feel guided to put in there and boom, you got a spiritual bath. So, um, once you do that, I want you to say all that I am, all that I be, I call all of my power back to me. All that I am, all that I be, I call all of my power back to me. And you're going to say this nine times because nine is the number of completion. You're going to say this nine times while looking at yourself in the mirror. So this is also mirror work. Um, this could be a mirror in the bathroom, bedroom, altar, whatever. But you want to look in the mirror because you are speaking life back into yourself. So you need to see who you're talking to. And while you do this, I want you to hold your palms up and open to receive. So you're saying this nine times with your palms facing upward so that you can receive your power into your hands. Into all the places that you anointed, actually, but into your hands, through your hands. 
then you can even write it down nine times on paper in addition to saying it, but don't you don't replace speaking it like saying it with breath with writing it down. The written word has power, but the spoken word is a is a whole nother thing. Listen, okay? There is power in the tongue. So then for the next nine days, you're going to repeat this. You're going to do this every day for nine days. Again, the number of completion. You repeat that same incantation, the same mantra, the same spell. But on the ninth day, instead of saying what I had you say before, you're going to say all that I am, all that I be, all of my power now resides in me. Okay, so you was calling it back to you first. Now it's here. So all that I am, all that I be, all of my power now resides in me. Okay. And for some reason, when I said that one, that last part, I envisioned how you were having your hands up to receive the whole time. I envisioned like closing your hands. Like it is finished. You got it. It's in my hands. I'm good. Okay. And that's it. After that, really, it may not even take all of that, those nine days, but do it anyway for nine days. And after that, you should feel refreshed, empowered, ready to snatch it back. (laughs) If you choose to partake in this offering, then let me know how it works for you and what revelations you have. And um, even what reservations you have, you know, I would love to hear from you. You can share with me on Instagram at ConjureChris or by email at SageYourSoul at gmail.com. I so look forward to hearing from you. And um, yeah, y'all remember, can't nobody take your power. You can only give it to them. And if you gave it to them, you can take it back. And that's all I got. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I'll see y'all on the gram and in Patreon. (laughs) Bye. Our time together has come to an end for today. Thank you for listening. I can feel your energy and I'm so glad to know that you're vibrating higher. Before you go, take a moment to rate and subscribe. Your support is everything. I look forward to our next chat. Until next time, be well.